I have this weird intuitive feeling. I think I need to get my implants out. And he was like, oh, babe, don't be silly. You know, what are you talking about? And it's funny because at the time it wasn't really anything to do with any health issues I currently have. It's like it was like a divine message. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. So today I am talking to the beautiful Georgie Stevenson. I was recently on her podcast and um, I asked her to come and talk to us about her breast implant illness disease and just her journey with it. And if you haven't listened to episode 153, I had an episode where I actually talked about the impacts of um, breast implants and cosmetic work and like why do people want them? Are they okay for your body? Are they not okay? The hormonal implications, all that kind of stuff. And it was a really um, popular episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, I would go and listen to that as well. Maybe before you listen to this one or maybe afterwards, but I just loved having her on so that you could get a kind of personal experience from someone firsthand that wanted breast implants and then was like, get these fuckers out of me. And now is so glad they don't have breast implants anymore. And as I was talking about in that episode, so really a lot of the time, in fact, 99% of the time, even when people don't embed it to themselves, the cosmetic surgery is actually covering up a deeper issue. And I know that now in society, people are like, this isn't about canceling women that are having what they're having done. This is about just opening up the other side of the conversation because now it's like shameful to say that you maybe shouldn't do that because now it's like women can do whatever they want to their bodies, blah, 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 which is true. Like you, of course you can do whatever you want to your body. And is it coming from an informed decision? Is it coming from your heart space or is it coming from your head? And that's really what this is about. So listen um, to Georgie's amazing story. Go and listen to episode 153 as it complements this episode beautifully. And um, please, if this was eye-opening or if this just like was like, yes, and it landed for you this episode, I would love for you to share on your Instagram story, tag Georgie and tag myself. Her link is in the description below as well, her Instagram link. So you can tag us both. Um, and if you haven't listened to my episode with Georgie, you should go over to her, her podcast and also listen to my episode with Georgie because that is one of her most downloaded pod- podcast episodes. So I highly recommend adding that to your manifesting list of things to do this week. So Georgie, can you give us a little bit of a insight into what influenced your decision to get breast implants in the first place and how old were you? Yeah, sure. So I was 19. Well, I was probably 18 when I was like deciding. So very (laughs) fresh. And to be honest, it was when it was the time period when it was kind of like, um, 
you know, Thinspo and Fitspo was on Instagram and Pinterest, but it was this body ideal that you would be very skinny, but still look feminine. And by that, I mean, you know, either have boobs or a bit of a butt. And I remember I had just gone through a weight loss, um, kind of period where I had lost five kilos that I gained during my first um, year of my law degree. And I remember kind of going, oh yeah, like I'm really happy with my body, but I just don't feel feminine. And I, it's like, I wanted, yeah, bigger. And I had always been quite flat chested. I had always been like an A cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mum is, it's genetics. And I just really had this like, oh, you know, if I get fake boobs, I will just feel so feminine and so fit and it was very much to fit this ideal that was currently happening at that time and that was a good seven years ago um well eight years ago now so yeah you can kind of remember that Fitspo stage yeah yeah um but yeah, it was definitely outside. And to be completely transparent, I also had an older boyfriend. So he's my husband now, um, <laughs> did last, and <laughs> he was four years older. And so it always kind of felt like he met me when I was 17. So it always mm. kind of felt like a bit of a child. And I was mm. like, I want to feel like a woman, you know? Okay. Okay, cool. So can you walk us through your journey of having breast implants and what it felt like at the beginning? And then as you started to notice complications along the way, and maybe in sort of hindsight, you know, you know, like you had complications about the time, like how did you just brush them off as just like no big deal? Yeah. So it's really hard because the symptoms of um, breast implant illness they rent like the range is so broad and so many women experience it different because it does matter on your genetics and your immune system. Um, But I guess the very first time I noticed it was maybe a couple of years in after I had them done. Um, And I just, I remember going to see a naturopath because I had some hormone imbalances. So I was, I was testosterone dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, My estrogen was kind of all over the place and I lost my period. So Mm -hmm. I actually lost my period for over a year. And at this time too, I was dieting pretty hardcore. So I was dieting. So under eating, basically I was over exercising. I also was doing my law degree. So I was quite stressed out. So they were just yeah. like, oh, you know, you need to eat more. Um, so from that, from a good couple of years in, I started getting hormonal issues and um, also uh, anxiety issues, which I had kind of never experienced, but I put it down to law school. And then yeah. those kind of subtle issues um, lasted years and years. And I guess when I kind of realized that something was wrong is when I got in a really good state of I was eating, um, you know, like I wasn't under eating anymore. I was treating my body with a lot of respect. I, um, you know, wasn't over exercising. I kind of got through that uh, really disordered eating period of my life. And so everything was, you know, quote unquote healthy, but it's like no one could really work out what was wrong. I was still like on the tests, um, you know, they kind of couldn't work out what was wrong. And I guess, sorry to say my symptoms. So hormone balances, um, 
I started experience anxiety. So I started having, you know, some panic attacks. Um, I, I was like a very like sweaty human. Like I would start sweating um, in a circumstance where you like wouldn't usually yeah. happen, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, I started getting really bad brain fog and mm. I would be very forgetful. And then a huge thing for me was fatigue. So it's mm. like, it didn't matter how healthy I was eating, you know, eating a lot of food, eating just the right amount of food, um, really taking care of myself. Like I could, I remember explaining to Tim, we would go on a holiday and it's like, oh, you know, a holiday of rest and, you know, not working mm. and just treating myself really nice. And I would come back and still feel exhausted it's like I could Mm. never get to this place where my body was actually recovering and feeling good and it's really hard because it's not like a symptom and I was explaining to a girlfriend it's not like a symptom where you know you can't walk something's wrong with your leg and it's very like very specific it's kind of these symptoms and they come and go and they flare up and they could and you could tie them to anything like you said like law school a breakup you've been stressed by work you're having relationship problems like you know you're over exercising you're under eating yeah and I even went through a period where it's like oh yeah I wasn't sleeping and Mm. just yeah but it's like symptoms that you're like oh it could be this and my head I also went for a period where um I started developing acne and I mm. even went on oracutane, which is really harsh medication. And it's like, that didn't even work. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah. So it's like, I think, um, yeah. So that was kind of the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And did you have a gut feeling and you ignored it at all? Like, was there any part of you that was like, I wonder if this is a boob issue, but you just brushed it off. So, you know, what's really funny. I was actually talking to Tim. We we're going for a beach walk and I said to him, do you remember a couple, like maybe two years ago, like two years ago, before I actually got my implants out, I was like, do you remember me coming home and literally out of nowhere going, I think I need to get my implants out. Mm. And he goes, What? I said, I don't know, babe, I have this weird intuitive feeling. I think I need to get my implants out. And he was like, oh, babe, don't be silly. You know, what are you talking about? And it's funny because at the time it wasn't really anything to do with any health issues I currently have. It's like it was like a divine message from my angels or something. And it was really weird. It didn't feel like my thought. And I thought it and I brushed it off. And I was like, oh, that was a weird thing to think. And I think it's because, you know, we do see stuff on social media and I followed a lot of the OG girls. Um, I'm trying to remember her name, the very first YouTuber who came out. Um, Anyway. (laughs) And it's funny because when you see those sorts of things, you you go, oh, that's really horrible for her. And, you know, Mm. she's talking about her experience. You never think it's going to happen to you because everyone, I remember my doctor saying it's safe. You know, we just put these implants in, you'll have them for 10 years. You might have to get them redone, but that was it. There was really nothing to do with it. And in saying that, I think over the years, I have really, you know, morphed more into a holistic person, an all natural person. Um, And I remember there being thoughts of, 
you know, <laughs> me, here's me using all natural beauty and all these <laughs> clean products. And I've literally got a pair of plastic, you know, bags in my chest. It's like when guess- people eat organic chicken and they're on the pill. I'm like, babe, just fucking buy the cheaper chicken. Like you're on the pill anyway. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And I like, I almost felt like a bit of a fraud and I'm like, so I knew, and and it's just almost like, I didn't want it to be true because Mm, to be completely honest, like I didn't go as like a huge, a bigger size. Like I went from an A to maybe a full C. So Mm. it's not like I got them to have massive boobs and to be showy, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it was just to, you know, feel confident. Um, I loved the size of them. I loved how they look. I loved that people would be like, oh, does she have them? Does she not? Like they were very natural looking and that's my vibe. So I did like the way they look and the way they make me, made me feel. So like, I didn't want it to be true. Of course. It did get to the point where I was receiving, because I share my life on, you know, YouTube and my podcast Mm. and Instagram. And I would like, I remember having this YouTube where I broke down and I was just like, I can't keep living the way I'm living. I'm having all these issues. No one can work it out because I was seeing specialists after specialists and they would pass me on to someone else and would maybe find something. And then they're like, oh, wait, but it can't be this because of, you know, yeah. whatnot. And I just, I felt like I was going in circles and I almost felt like that kind of, you know, that patient where they're like, not it's all in her head, but it's just kind of like, oh, it can't be that bad because yeah, of course, aren't showing and I'm like, no, I, especially I with body. like fatigue, like you don't have a, you don't have a leg that's like got blood, like some yes. ridiculous bruising all through it where it's obvious something is wrong or your limbs aren't falling off. It's like when it's fatigue, it's easy for someone to go, oh, you're just making it up or it's yeah. just all in her head or she's probably making it out to be worse than what it is. Yeah. And, and especially with the fatigue thing, it was a hard conversation because I do work extremely hard. I do mm. work, you know, long hours, but I explained it in the way of like, I fucking love my job. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like work. Like I can kind of show up and, you know, do, 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 and that sort of thing. And it's not like it takes that much energy. And for me, it's like, it wasn't making sense how fucking tired I felt all the time compared to, and I guess because I knew how I felt previously. And anyway, so what I was saying is um, so many people started messaging me and they're like, you have to look into BII. I think you've got Mm. a lot of the symptoms. And I brushed it off. I brushed it off Mm. for so long, but it, it literally got so loud. And then also this is like super woo woo but I'm sure your audience will Mm -hmm. (laughs) love it but um and I've told you this Monica yeah you told me this we have a mutual girlfriend who I've actually never met but acquaintances through she's been on my podcast and we talk over dm and she messaged me and she's like and this at this point I was actually already researching doctors who could um take them out because I Mm -hmm. it I hadn't fully decided but I just was like even if I feel 10% better, getting my boobs out would be worth it. So I was looking into it. I was at that point. Um, And yeah, so I had this random person, like acquaintance, DM me and go, babe, I hope this is okay. But I got a random message, you know, from your angels or anything like that. And they have told me that you need to get your implants out. And I was like, and for me, that was like the, you know, the last nail in the coffin. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, 
I need to get this yeah. done. And I think I ignored, you know, signs for so long and they just got louder. And it's really annoying because 2019 when I was going through this and it was like probably a good two years towards the end where the symptoms kind of got out of hand that they were affecting my life and my work and every you know one involved and you know it definitely took some years away from my life which is you know where I wasn't at my full capacity which is so so annoying to me because I was like, I wish I listened to my intuition. I wish, yeah. well, I wish I didn't get them done in the first place, but yeah. I wish more people knew about this. So I had taken this more seriously. So when you got them out, did you notice like a pretty much an immediate shift? Yeah. So I did the whole, like, I, um, I'm, I'm in all the BII groups and everyone is like, you know, make sure you take a photo before and after just, you know, yeah. your information and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Like I wasn't kind of ex- wanting, you know, too much, but I did the whole photo thing and a huge difference in my eyes. Yeah. So mm. my eyes were clearer, the bags under my eyes were gone. Um, the very first day, like I jumped in my stories and you know without a filter and stuff and see this is actually another thing Monica is leading up to when I got my boobs out probably like the last six months it's like it was doing something weird to my mental state because I was the exact same person but I didn't want to jump on stories I didn't want to show my face like it was really I was in this really negative place and it's yeah it was they've linked it they've linked breast implants to brain cancer and to depression and everything so like I'm not surprised like none of that surprises me like the toxins that are Mm. in that are in the breast implants and people say, yeah, but like, it's all sealed. I'm like, no shit leaks. Right. And, and, yeah. and, this, and, and like tiny little particles can leak out of there without it being an obvious leak. You don't have to see the leak for the chemicals to be, to be leaking out anyway. Yeah. Like, and if you see the link leak, that's when, you know, mm, it's really bad, <laughs> really bad. Exactly. So like, I hope time, there's not a leak. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I was just experiencing, like, it was, it's fucking weird. I literally mm. got out of surgery and felt like a different human. And it's so funny yeah. because my recovery, I only had a week off work and it's like after a week I was fully recovered and I felt like yeah. a different human. The fatigue oh, I have goosebumps. Gone. Yeah. The mm. brain fog was gone. I just, it's really funny because I started crying and I said to my husband, I was like, it feels like this weight has been lifted and I just feel like I'm my whole self and that's what I, who I'm meant to be. And oh. I also had this new appreciation for my body because, mm. um, a couple of weeks before I actually had the surgery, I actually had a miscarriage, which they actually have said, um, you know, the implants would have had a lot to do with it because it was because of my hormones and my body wasn't producing enough progesterone to hold the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy because I got all my bloods done a couple of weeks before surgery. And then even, I think it was maybe only three weeks after and my and that's the thing is like physically mentally I felt like a whole new human like the way I felt I was like this is enough evidence I don't even care what the blood test blood tests say but I got the bloods done and everything um like literally everything was in the perfect range wow that's three weeks three weeks and that was like I think for me I was like holy shit and I 
Oh, I just, I can't. And like I said, like, yeah, the recovery was so quick. And it's like, my body was like thanking me. It was like, yeah, of course. God, Georgia, we're going to yeah. give you a smooth recovery. And I just felt so good. You know, seeing those blood tests was just surreal and yeah, just never looked. What back. would you tell? I mean, I'm so glad that you got them out for you. And like, I know I've got a family friend and she kept being in denial for so long that she now has Lyme disease and is so fucking sick. Um, Even like she's gotten them out, but it's at that point where like she was so late to get them out that like the damage has almost been like done. Like she's got Lyme disease, like full stop. Um, That's really sad. So what would you tell a girl, a young girl or, you know, a 20 year old woman that wanted to get or is thinking about getting breast implants because she thinks well they'll make me feel sexy and they'll make me feel more confident and that's empowering and you know how we tell ourselves like you like and even and even you were saying you know like oh it'll make me feel more feminine x y and z and then it's like but nothing like having bigger boobs and that amount of fatigue does not make you feel feminine Mm. (laughs) so what would you tell a young girl that is considering getting them done Yes. Um, well, before I say that advice, one quick note, I do want to say Monica, first of all, I'm so sorry about your friend because I was in a similar boat where I did, de- and this was a big thing. I developed um, Hashimoto's, which is mm. an autoimmune condition for underactive thyroid, but it is a lifelong condition, which means once you have it, you have it forever. So I got diagnosed with that um, maybe six months before I got my implant out and I think it's I got it just in the nick of time because now that I've got my implants out they were actually saying that I don't have Hoshimoto's and I Mm. will be able to you know hopefully get off med I'm still on it right now but they're very hopeful that I'll actually be able to get off um, medication because since my implants have gone out my bloods have really shown the markers where I don't have that but it's so lucky oh. because so many women said you know if you know you would have left that in longer yeah you can get these could have done that da- lifelong damage. damage so yeah like I I'm so lucky and it's you know who knows I still might have it but I'm just so hopeful because it really feels like I did get it in that nick of time but it was very much that borderline because mine were seven years Um, yeah and 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 even just also like mums don't think about this like the toxins that then get leaked into your child when you Mm. fall pregnant and you're breastfeeding like I mean you don't have to be a scientist to think logically does it make sense for you to have breast implants and be breastfeeding And like your child is like drinking those toxins, you know? So, okay. Anyway, what were you going to say to young, young women? And yeah, definitely. I do agree with that, Monica. And that was a huge thing because, you know, me and my partner, we're trying to have a baby. That was a huge thing um, like that. I saw the sign of, even though it was so upsetting that we had the miscarriage, I was Mm -hmm. like, this needed to happen. I needed to get my implants out. I needed to recover and get my body to a state where I'm not passing on toxins where, you know, I could be there. So hundred percent, but Yeah, my advice would just be like, honestly, nothing feels as good as how I feel now in my whole natural state of who I am meant to be. And 
I don't know. It is, it is very easy. Cause I remember being young. I remember being like, let's just do this. This is going to fix my confidence mm. issue. And it's like, it actually never works until you do. <laughs> it literally doesn't like anytime. It's a band-aid. Like, it is a bandaid. Yeah. And then until you do the inner work, um, nothing's actually going to work. So, you know, before you do before you think you need to get surgery or you need to lose weight or you need to do that thing to feel a certain way is do the inner work, feel Mm. that way now and then see how you feel and then see if, you know, you want to get the surgery or whatnot, because I guarantee you when you get a state to being your whole complete self and relishing in holy shit this is the body I'm meant to be in mm-hmm. this is the life I'm meant to have and really kind of getting to that deeper gratitude you don't want that surface level shit mm-hmm. you're like and also like I think just you know learning from my experience I'm one of the mild cases mm-hmm. with BII like so many women have experienced like your friend have experienced such severe um yeah like cancer and symptoms uh, where it has completely ruined their life yeah. and so it's like don't get to that point be smarter don't fit yourself into a box that society has created because you get to choose how you feel no can no one can actually make you feel a certain way you decide so if you work on yourself on the inner work like if you're listening to this podcast you're a person who's on that way but it's Mm. like keep doing that because holy shit it is so important and yeah just all I can say is that band-aid is never actually going to make you feel what you want you're the only person who can make the you feel that way sorry that I love that that is a and yes. you don't have to take, you know, seven or eight years like I did and two surgeries and a miscarriage to feel that way. You can literally yeah. work on yourself and do it right now. I love that. Thank you, Georgie. I can second that because the amount of women that have had their breast implants and then they've done the inner work and then they're like, fuck, why did I just spend 20 grand or whatever getting these breast implants? Because now I want them out. And I, I think I think that's a beautiful way to look at it of like, tell your brain, okay, I will take that idea on board and I'm going to go do the inner work first. And if I still want to do it in six months, we'll mm-hmm. cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Because I always say, just trick your brain. Then it will shut up about the fucking breast implants. And in six months time, you won't even want them anyway. And you saved yourself a bunch of money because yeah. not yeah. only are you saving yourself from the, the implant surgery, but also the a million other health bills that will come with it. Yeah. And you know, what's really funny, Monica, is when I got my implants, it's actually, I almost had the reverse thing where I didn't like the way they made me feel. They made me feel like very kind of bigger than what I was. I always was trying to hide them. Like I didn't like showing them off and I was not embarrassed, but yeah, it was this weird concept of they're not actually mine and I don't actually Mm. feel comfortable. And I have another girlfriend who she actually didn't experience any symptoms, but Mm. she got them and she would look in the mirror and she's like, this is not how I'm meant to look. And she had this yeah, really weird reaction where she actually, you know, retreated. She didn't like wearing anything that showed them and got really kind of, um, in her head where she was like, fuck, what have I done? And she got them out with no symptoms, but for the pure fact of she's like, 
I just can't believe I did this to myself and I didn't look how I thought I wanted to look. I actually just yeah. wanted to look like me before. Wow, that's like what a waste of time and money. <laughs> right. But also like thank you for sharing that and like a beautiful realization that yeah, like thank you for telling us that because that is a beautiful realization that she had and that it wasn't even about a physical health thing. It was just like these aren't mine. It's like some weird thing. And I can resonate that when I when I had when I had my jaw surgery, my face was so swollen and I would look at myself in the mirror, I'd be like this isn't me because I couldn't recognize my face. Yes. And it's this it's such an emotional and mental battle to look at your body and be like, this isn't my body. And it's very confusing and even, and it's frustrating because you feel like there's a, like, you feel almost like distant to that part of yourself. Like you've been like cut off. Cause even when I was trying to learn to walk again after my ski accident, I was so frustrated with my leg. And I felt like my leg wasn't even part of my body anymore because it wasn't, it wasn't behaving the way that I wanted it to behave. And it's like mm. your friend's boobs weren't doing the job that you wanted, that she wanted yeah. them to do, which, and it can actually become more frustrating rather than like yes. quote unquote fixing the issue she wanted to have fixed. Yes, exactly. And I think cool. women also, especially with breast implants, because they are so widely normalized yeah they don't have a lot of time to think about it and they will literally book the appointment book the surgery and get it done and then six months later be like fuck did I even want this and so like like with what we're saying about doing the inner work first and seeing what you want or just give yourself a lot more time to think about it because don't like this is not something you should rush into or do it all but mm. I think sometimes we could just get so caught up in that oh everyone else is doing it it's normalized but when you actually think of what is happening like you're literally getting cut open and you're having a plastic bag put inside you you know, for the next 10 years, like that does, that's not a normal thing. Like, why is that normalized? I know. And you know what, on the normalized comment, Georgie, you made a really good point. It is, you know, like some people say, well, it's great that like these things are normalized because we can talk about them. But I'm like, yeah. And it's also really fucking damaging because it's so normalized that every second woman um, like has fake boobs. Or I did a podcast on like talking about this stuff and just like cosmetic things and whatever and I because I was I picked up my like subconscious being like why do I have lines on my forehead and I had to remind myself it's just because the majority of women walking around these days have had it injected so my subconscious now thinks it's not normal when it is normal it's just that it's not as common anymore and you have to like it's a bit a little bit of a mental game and you have to remind yourself of that um yeah. and yeah I think it is kind of damaging that these things have become so normalized because it makes it just so easy that people aren't having the time to really think about them they're in like a reactive response yes and they're in like this, this subconscious programming and they think that they're not being influenced. Like if I ask some people, they'd be like, no, I'm not being influenced. I want to do this for myself. And I'm like, bitch, you're being influenced. And you don't even know, like, that's how well you're being influenced. Cause like you've said, it's not normal. Like it is not mm. a normal desire to be like, I would like to cut myself open and like, or like shave some part of my body that I don't like, like, that's not a normal thing to think. And when it, and it's become so normal because it's become so programmed. Yeah. And that's like, you know, this could be a whole other deeper conversation, but it's, it just goes back to beauty standards. Like, I know. and the bottom line is you don't have to follow beauty standards set by society because they're usually fucked. You yeah. get to make your own beauty standards. So 
the beauty standard for you is my natural boobs that are, you know, maybe a little smaller, maybe a little saggier, Mm -hmm. are fucking sexy. And this is my beauty standard and that's amazing. And other women have other beauty standards and that's amazing for them. But when you actually realize you get to completely create your own rules and your own beauty standards and you only ever have to measure up to yourself, you are set free. It's almost mm. like you've got these, yeah, the chains off and you're like, fuck, I don't have to be like anyone else. No. And to second that also, Georgie, what I often will say to my clients is that when you're really focused on your physical things, you like when you're having a bad body image day and you're focused on your body, you can't change your body in an instant. Like, let's be real. You can't just be like, oh, let me just like pop on some abs today. This is how it works. But you can change your energy in an instant mm-hmm. and people are attracted to your energy. And a lot mm-hmm. of the time women are acting subconsciously for the attention. It's like a primal thing of men and it's just a primal thing and it's fine. It's completely natural. But if you ask a lot of men, they don't, they don't necessarily, good men anyway, men, good men are not like, oh yeah, I prefer fake everything. They're like, I don't get why you do it just like be normal they like the natural and men and women and everyone we are attracted to people's vibe I can tell you right now that you will get more attention on this like more men picking you up um in the way that you want to be picked up if you are beaming and glowing because you are happy not if you are sad but have perfect boobs like it's all about the vibe it's all about the energy And that's like my husband said that like when I had, you know, my surgery and he's like, fuck, you are so much more confident, so much more Mm -hmm. in your power. And he's like, it's so much more sexier because I'm not fucking, you know, this person (laughs) who's like fatigued all the time, like literally like half dying. Who's like, And that's another thing is my implants when I was going through that, like you have no sex drive. Like you don't feel, you don't feel sex or anything. Like it's the biggest turn off, but you know, my, yeah. When I was in my natural state, feeling myself in my power and that energy, it's such a turn on for him. It's such like it. And you know, he's not thinking, oh, does she, I wish she had fake boobs. Like it's fucking nothing to do with that. (laughs) You know what? It's so funny when you ask men, what are they thinking during sex? They're like, I'm not thinking anything or I'm thinking, holy fuck, I'm having sex with the sexiest woman ever. They're not thinking, they're not thinking, what's this dimple on her bum? Why doesn't she have fake boobs? She needs to get her teeth wind. That's not what they're fucking thinking. Like that's what we're we're thinking because of our fucking standards, but that's not like our beauty standards that have been influenced on us, but that is not what he's thinking. I love that Georgie and I think also just to finish Monica like if you are someone who's heavily focused on how you look there is a bit of a disconnect with alignment Mm -hmm. because I notice if if I start getting fixated on certain things like you know lines on my forehead or you know my boobs or something like that I usually then go, hey, I'm actually out of alignment in, you know, some aspect of my life. How can I get, how can I get back into my body, back into alignment? Because it's almost like a symptom. So if you are someone who's super fixated on something, it's almost like start ignoring that. And this helped me a lot when I went through disordered eating as I stopped focusing on my body altogether and Mm -hmm. focused on other things because I was just spending way too much attention on it. Love that. Yeah. Focus on the energy, focus on how you feel, your strength, all that jazz. I've noticed as well, Georgie, when I'm stressed, I've like picked it up. If I'm stressed about something or like it can be stressed, not even, not not generally about work. It's stressed about something else. It's like a tiny thing, but it's like causing me to have a bit of disconnect somewhere in my life. 
um, I will nitpick physically. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I really need to like get my hair cut or I'll notice all these like split ends or, or I'll be like, or I'll be like, why isn't my stomach as flat today? Or I'll just like be like looking at my skin of like, I really need to like exfoliate more. Like and I'll start to like fixate on things. Not good. Not no. good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Georgie, for coming, sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. And I feel like it's going to help so many women to like just second, second, or have a second think about their, um, mm. their option before they go down that road. Yeah, please, please make sure you're actually thinking about it, not just like robotically making a choice and listen to, I think the biggest thing I can say is, you know, seven years ago, there was no content, there was no information about BII, but you don't have that excuse now. There is Mm. so much content. There's like, I have a whole highlight on my Instagram. I've done a YouTube about it. So many other girls who've experienced the same go watch that content, go listen to that first and then make an informed choice. Because in the end, it's your choice. You're an adult, you're allowed to do what you want, but make an informed choice, have both sides, which unfortunately so many women didn't and still don't. Thank you so much, Georgie. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Monica. Well, thank you ladies so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. As mentioned, please share it and tag us so we know that you got something out of it and that you enjoyed listening to us. Every time you do that, it's literally like the biggest value exchange and it makes putting in this time and effort worth it for every single episode for both Georgie and also myself. Um, If you haven't joined your perfect period, it is open for enrollment now struggle with any hormonal issues, any PMS, any bloating, any kind of issues that you want to get rid of that are related to your cycle and your health, I absolutely cannot recommend joining your perfect period enough. It will change your life forever and it will change the lives of your future daughters, your future goddaughters, every woman that will come into your life, you will now be able to help um, and empower them to really understand their cycle. And let me tell you, there is nothing more empowering than when you actually understand your fucking body. So everything is in the description below. I hope that you love this episode and I will see you guys on the next one.